What's going on, everybody? Ricky Green here for Todd Talk Sports. Got our good friend from the J-Boy Show on here with us this Wednesday afternoon, Jake Crane. We're going to talk about everything that's kind of come to light now with LSU and how that affects their recruiting uh, moving forward and get his opinion on a couple of big-time recruits that are set to commit soon that Alabama uh, may have a good shot at. Jake, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Ricky, I appreciate you having me on, man. Y'all do a really good job. Appreciate that. Anybody that knows anything about college football recruiting in the southeastern United States knows that Jake has his finger on the pulse of recruiting uh, down in this area of the country, so we are privileged to have him on with us. And, uh, Jake, I don't want to keep you too long today. I just want to touch on a couple of things in light of what has just came out about LSU, their self-imposing penalties. Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham Jr., you know, is basically banned from having any kind of contact with the program for two years. How does it affect a program's recruiting efforts anytime something that negative comes to light? Yeah, well, uh, it's a great question, and and it affects obviously different programs differently. Obviously, depending on how bad you know the sanctions are, and and at least what we know right now, uh, it's a loss of eight scholarships. Obviously, Odell Beckham, uh, like you said, is is basically exiled from LSU, I believe, for two years. Uh, but just from a perception standpoint, because anybody that keeps up, especially in today's age and the social media age, momentum and perception is is key for recruiting, uh, especially when you're getting down into you know. Uh, the wire finish for some of these guys, and I'm sure we'll we'll hit on those later. But the way it affects you is, number one, if you look at LSU, they're not having a great year right now. So there's already some negative energy there. Then you add the negative energy of losing eight scholarships, which regardless of if you're at a powerhouse program or if you're not, losing scholarships puts you behind the eight ball. And especially in the SEC West, regardless of if you won a national championship the year before, not having those eight scholarships changes the way you have to manage your roster. And I don't think enough people talk about how important roster management is. Uh, now you've seen, you know, director of player personnel in the SEC making $400,000, $500,000 a year, which they're basically the GM. And when you're not able to have a full deck to compete against Alabama and Georgia and Florida and Auburn, it's going to show up. And typically where it shows up is on special teams, it shows up on the specialists, and it shows up in your depth up front. And those are three things, especially in the SEC West, uh, that you can ill afford to have regardless of circumstance. But again, I'm, I'm very interested to see, because these are self-imposed, okay? And, and self-imposed is one thing. That doesn't mean that more is not coming. And I think the bigger story is, will it stop at eight scholarships? Is that enough for whatever the the... I guess you could say crime was that was committed or the rule that was violated. I'm going to be very interesting to see. And this is not great timing for LSU because Will Wade isn't exactly the bell of the ball uh, in the middle of the NCAA offices right now. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely something that you'll be watching. I'll be watching. Anybody that's interested in recruiting uh, in general will be watching because like you just said, those are self-imposed sanctions and punishments that they have come out with at this point. So who's to say um, whether or not the NCAA and the SEC uh, will say that that's enough for the crime, or they could, like you said, pile more on, definitely be something to keep an eye on. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. I know that you have uh, this evening a big-time prospect coming up to jump on the J-Boy show with you Mm -hmm. and Terry and Arnold. So I want to go a little bit down the recruiting path here for just a minute with you. Um, tell me what you're feeling the latest 
on some of these guys that Alabama is in it for with these recruit uh, commitment dates getting nearer to us, guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry, Xavier Sori, and even a guy like Terry and Arnold. Yeah, and, and again, you're you're starting to kind of see it dwindle down, which is what happens, and it'll keep doing that. But, yeah, talking to Terry on tonight, number one, DeQuincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, he's going to Alabama. Um, I, I, I don't know how many of your listeners follow us on social media, but we put out predictions. Uh, and Bama, with not, the way they've recruited, obviously, but the way Auburn has played and, and the way it's kind of, you know, the negative energy and, and the, is getting sucked out of Auburn right now. And I really think that helped push – uh, Jaquincy McKinstry to Alabama. I actually think Bruce Pearl had him going to Auburn. Uh, and that's why we put that prediction out uh, about a month ago. And then on the field stuff matters. And we talked about it a bunch, whether it's Dylan Brooks, who is committed to Tennessee is committed currently to Tennessee. Uh, they're talking about flipping to Auburn. Well, you know, you look right now, nobody's flipping to Auburn right now with the way that they're playing. So I think Jaquincy McKinstry is a guy you can pencil in for Alabama. Uh, another guy, uh, I'm going to obviously talk to Terry and Arnold tonight, uh, Terry and Xavier Sori. Another huge Alabama targets, four-star linebacker at IMG, are good buddies. Some people even said they're a package deal. And I've heard from a little birdie, and I've had a little birdie that's been right a lot of the times, tell me that Alabama's not out of it. They're not out of it, especially the past couple weeks. Uh, you could still, I would probably put Georgia in front by a little bit, but this is no longer just a two-team race. This is a three-team race, and obviously the better Alabama does, uh, perception is everything. Uh, I think Xavier Again, like I said, I think there's a chance he goes to Alabama. I don't think it's overwhelming right now. I think it's probably even with Alabama and Georgia. And Terion's a guy I'm going to find out more tonight. You know, I've had him on before. We talk every now and then. And he's one of the guys that's been very open. Uh, I think Terion, you know, because he's a guy that plays basketball too. You know, he's a guy that has offers to play basketball. Basketball is actually his first love. Not a lot of people know that. And on the interview, he told us, you know, he played basketball before football. And football is kind of something he blossomed into. So, uh, you know, I really feel like Alabama, you know, is obviously putting together an unbelievable class. Uh, and I think they're going to add to it with uh, Jaquincy McKentry. And I think uh, you'll start to see some movement on Xavier and Sori and Terry on either way here soon. Good stuff, man. A lot of options still out on the table mm. uh, as far as com or prospects that Alabama's involved with. But the problem that we're facing right now, as far as the University of Alabama is concerned, the number of spots that we have left available yeah. We're going to have to make some tough decisions coming up. This coaching staff is going to have to really nail down who they're wanting to fill these last few spots. I don't think there's any way you can tell a guy like a Kool-Aid or a Xavier Sori or a Terry and Arnold. No, regardless of how many spots you have left, you got to make a way uh, for talented guys like that, especially for a guy like uh, Terry and Arnold, if he's involved at all. You know, Terry, in my opinion, is probably the most athletic defensive back in this class as a whole. Yeah. And um, you can't, you, you got to make room for those kind of guys. So the talent that Alabama has accumulated already for the 2021 recruiting class is definitely deep. Uh, spots are limited. You want to try to be able to pick and choose with those spots, but it's going to come down to who jumps on and fills those last three or four spots for Alabama. And regardless of what they're able to add to their class at this point, at least from my point of view, I think Alabama's class is outstanding. It's met yeah. needs and uh, really just an overall top to bottom good class for Nick Saban and his staff there at yeah. Alabama. And it's a great problem to have. I mean, when you're having to figure out which one of all these good players are we going to fit in here? I mean, it's you'd much rather have that problem. And you're exactly right than the other. But I want to say this, and, and this is the truth. And I talked about this on on the Sunday recap last week. Uh, one of the things that I think and and 
a buddy of mine, I don't think he minds me mentioning him, Tyler Siski, uh, was the director, I believe the director of player personnel at Alabama uh, for Coach Saban for two or three years. He's the infamous guy in the press box with the binoculars for the Alabama Ole Miss game. Uh, they were saying was stealing signals. He was the wide receivers coach at South Alabama when I was there. And uh, I love Tyler. And, and, you know, he told me, and he's so right, is that one of the things that separates Nick Saban, and this is not just being at Alabama, and now that he's there, obviously it affects it, is he is the best in the country at roster management. And what I mean by that is he does such a great job of never letting Alabama really have an empty cupboard at a massive amount of spots, kind of like what you're seeing at Auburn right now. You don't have enough offensive linemen. You don't have enough defensive linemen. That's never a problem at, at Alabama. Now, you may lose a couple guys in a position group, and you have really good players filling them in, and that's what you do, but you don't see it everywhere. It's not, oh, my goodness, now we have to go get six JUCO guys to fill this class out, and then you have to do the same thing two years later because you're not even. I think they do an unbelievable job of roster management all the way from the linemen to the specialists. They do a great job, like you said, nailing down the numbers. But I think it it helps so much with their culture, too, that they're bringing in the type guys that fit what they want to do at the spots that they want to do. And I, I think that's something that Nick Saban, the reason he's had so much success, is not just because he's an unbelievable X's and O's guy. There's a ton of unbelievable X's and O's guys. Now, there's a lot that are bad. There's a lot you would think are good that are bad that really don't know. But I think his roster management and his ability to turn a university into an organization or a program or the process, as you as you hear it, is something that gives him long-term winning. And it just keeps – and Bill Belichick's the same way. Uh, and there's a great saying that, that Nick Saban had. It's, they, they asked him a couple years ago, why do his teams always you know, pretty much perform well on Saturday? And he said, well, it's, it's about routine. Every Monday's the same, every Tuesday's the same, every Wednesday, Thursday, and every Friday's the same. So why wouldn't every Saturday be the same? And I just think it's so smart. And when I coached at South Alabama, you know, they have a couple sports psychologists that are with the staff at Alabama and help with the players and stuff like that. And we were lucky enough, Joey Jones, our head coach, who, you know, played at Alabama, was a star at Alabama, uh, brought their sports psychologist down there and he talked to us as a coaching staff. And it was unbelievably eye-opening of how detailed Nick Saban is. And I do want to give you one example, Ricky. I don't want to be too long-winded. But one example was during the pictures that the Alabama players take. You know, you see them. All of them are smiling. All of them are, are in suits, and they look nice. And they said that Nick Saban is one of the most involved people with every one of their pictures. And you say, oh, well, why is that? It's because that when they take their picture and a recruit's parent is watching Alabama play, before the game, when they put that screen up there and you see all the offensive players, they're all smiling. All the defensive players, they're all smiling. They look happy. And it's a subconscious thing in recruiting. That's how in-depth these guys are. That's how smart they are. And that is a piece of the process. And I think that is one of the reasons that Nick Saban has won and will continue to win. No doubt about it. You know, that's uh, something that's just incredible to me. I've spent many, many days of my life thinking about and wondering about the things that Nick Saban does to keep Alabama at the top that we don't all get to see on a daily basis. And that's exactly the sort of thing that you were talking about there. The smiles in the pictures, perception is reality. When yeah. people see everybody smiling, they think, oh, this is a happy place. This is where I want my kid to go. Exactly. And it just works. 
So it does. And, and one huge. and one crazy one, real quick, that you would never think. Everybody always asks Ricky, why can Alabama sign all these five star running backs? How how does other schools not go? Well, they have Derrick Henry, or they have Trent Richardson, or they have whoever. How are they signing this guy? Well, Nick Saban and them. It's another genius move, and some coaches do this, but Nick Saban and them really started. They have a sheet that they bring into these guys, and they say, listen, here it is. If I give you 30 carries a game for three years, by the time you get to the draft in the SEC, you're going to be beat up. You're going to be yep. used goods. Why don't we partial out the carries? I give you this amount of carries. You get your yards. You get your stats. And Najee Harris said it best. Now that somebody else is behind him, like Brian Robinson, that can tote the rock, he can work on other things as, uh, as a part of his game. Pass protection, running routes catching the ball, becoming a pro. And guess what? Then when Najee Harris becomes a pro, he can call the next five-star running back and said, Coach Saban loves me so much that he brought in another running back to take away some of my carries so I could get drafted higher. And that's what wins in recruiting. That's how smart wow. it is. Nick Saban playing chess while everybody else it's is playing checkers sometimes it it's seems. It's 4D chess. Absolutely incredible. Well, Jake, man, I really appreciate your time today. I told you I wouldn't keep you long. I know you're a busy man. Uh, before we wrap up today's show, though, go ahead and let everybody know how they can follow you on social media and tell them all about the J-Boy Show and what you got coming up. Huh. Well, man, Ricky, I, I really appreciate it, and, and I know all your all your audience knows, but if you're not following this guy or you're not following his YouTube page, how he's not at 10,000 subscribers right now blows my mind with the work this guy puts in. Make sure you guys are following him and subscribing. I know I do. But uh, 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 on Twitter, Instagram, at the J-Boy Show. I'm also on Facebook, uh, at Jake Crane, at the J-Boy Show. Uh, we're very... Very blessed. Just hit number one on Apple Podcast uh, in sporting news. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, very excited to have the number one episode with the recap. So, you know, we're about five and a half months old. We do recruiting. We do analysis uh, for college football, basketball. I mean, we've had, you know, Tim Hudson uh, come on for baseball, Aaron Fit from D1, Tim Brando, Woody Page, Bruce Pearl, ton of people. It's a great time. And, and Ricky, got to get you all on there. I know uh, I know we're going to set something up here soon. But uh, just check us out, man. We, uh, we're going to tell you the truth. Uh, no politics, nothing like that. We're talking sports. And I always tell people it's not what you want to hear. It's what you need to hear. And, and I don't think there's enough of that uh, in coverage today, in my opinion. Absolutely right. We shoot for being eight more than 92 every single time we open our mouths. <laughs> and uh, exactly as right. long as we can keep doing that, I think everybody will be all right. Your show is great. We follow you. We know the kind of things that you're doing, and I appreciate you coming on today. Like I said, if anybody in the southeastern United States has their finger on the pulse of college football recruiting, it's my buddy here, Jake Crane. <laughs> I'm Ricky Green for Todd Talk Sports, and we'll do it again soon. Jake, I appreciate you, buddy. Ricky, really appreciate you, man, and, and best of luck. It's uh, Y'all are doing great. Thanks, man. All right, brother. See you.